Tippy Tap 24 surprising you as always with these sweet Saturday. Saturday? Sunday. Sunday Tippy well, Tap. You can put them on on Saturday. But... Put them on whatever day you want. This is for your earballs to enjoy. Soothe your soul any day of the week with our sweet, sweet voices. Tippy Tap 24. We're sneaking in. It's bittersweet to see Black Exploitation Month go, come and go as it always does. Yeah. We'll work it. You know, we get the black actors in there all the time. It's just they're rarely leading. Like, we always talk about Steve James. He never gets a lead. So. We like to uh, let him shine. Give him their moment in the sun. We want to get all their leading in there. It's just, it's such a sad thing. So, in this episode, it's a special episode of Starsky and Hutch. IMDb rates this the worst Starsky and Hutch, the lowest rated Starsky and Hutch. And, of course, we, we learned about this. We talked about this on our Cleopatra Jones episode because the director of Cleopatra Jones. Just so happens to be the same person who directed this episode. so Which was designed to be a spinoff for Huggy Bear. Oh, man. It didn't quite, didn't quite pan out, apparently. Yeah, I'm guessing the show was going to be called Huggy and, and the Turkey, because that's yeah. the title of the episode. So what it is is Huggy Bear, lovable Huggy Bear, maybe a pimp. We don't know. And his hunky buddy, Turkey, Tur- Dave Turquette. Turquette. David A. Turquette. David A. Turquette. PIs sounds it, make, it sounds like a foolproof idea. Yeah, exactly. Just steal the gimmick of what the show already is. Wedge this in there. Well, not really, because they're not cops. They're PIs. Oh, right, right. But still, they're doing like the cop work yeah. and everything, and working with the people. So they're it. It flows like a Starsky and Hutch episode, except they don't have the right. law on their side. Well, right. kind, I guess they do, kind of. Either way. And we're going to go through this episode. We're going to help people learn, realize if this really is the worst or not. We're going to let you judge. And yeah. yeah, so after you've listened to this, you can really be the judge of it. And IMDb has the entire series for free, so you can check it out yourself afterwards right. if you want. Their, their uh, media player is a little wonky, but you'll get there. I It'll have work. no issues. I, I, it gives me trouble sometimes. Mm. I don't get it. I don't know. So, like any good Starsky and Hutch episode, you open with a cold opening, and I thought it was going to be like Columbo, where we see the crime happen, and then we work backwards from there. But we got a mob man rolling up to this sweet little dry cleaner. It's open 24 hours a day because they're just working to make every cent they can, Marie. Well, because they have to pay these guys for protection money, so they have to work harder. And we see this guy, Sonny Watson, and his goons are right. it's, It's payday. It's collection day. Yeah. And he's like, I think that the Kaplan's is the couple that own the laundromat. I think he's even mentioning how they're late on their payments and they're going to have to bust some heads. Yeah, he's got the book open and everything. He's pointing. So we see this nice elderly Jewish couple, like one, like man's like pressing the, the, the shirts. The woman's doing the books. Yep. They and got the bagels everywhere, so you really sell the Jewish part. <laughs> Blocks, cream well, they're cheese. counting money. They're doing every you know offensive thing you could think. I saw drinking them. a Christian child's blood. Putting they're some, doing all that. Putting shit. some iron on. Damn, I'm good. T-shirts for Ole Anderson together. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I had to work that in there. I was really impressed by that shirt. Yeah, so, they're doing it all. So these goons come in, and of course they're. They're There's ready. a menorah. There's everything. <laughs> You're going back to the details, okay? So these goons, That's what we do. That's what we're the best show on TV. Show on TV. We're this podcast on the internet. <laughs> so this these, is the best show on TV. These co- goons come in, and apparently they're anti-Semitic because they're knocking Hanukkahs over. <laughs> knocking Hanukkahs over. <laughs> I, I fucked that up so good. Knocking dreidels over. Dreidels over. Yeah. And these guys, they're, they're so excited. 
Normally, Jews would have a golem, which is, you know, a Jewish protector, <laughs> but these ones don't. Oh, my God. Well, they got one better. They have two better. Because these aren't your normal Jewish shopkeepers, people. Our goons are so excited to beat up on some frail old paperclip people. They're ready to strangle them. Just lift them up until, and turn them over like a cartoon and shake the dimes out of their pockets. But as soon as that guy gets his arms, around, uh, arms on that guy's shoulder, vulture style, they're muscular. They're toned as fuck. Murray, our boys are in disguise. Oh, shit. Yep, it's Hutch. And we're like, where's Starsky? Well, he's the woman, of course. Yes, of course. Well, yeah. You always play the woman when we go in, dis- in disguise. Well, yeah, I'm better at it. And, and so, you definitely have voices. I definitely have a better voice for a woman. Yes. Yeah, they start kicking ass. Of course and the, they do. Sonny Watson just takes off. He leaves his goons, gets in the car, takes off. Yeah. His main goon, this huge guy. So huge that Starsky and Hutch are dangling from him. Yeah. And they're trying to apprehend him. They get him outside because he tries to get away, but they, they're still, like, pinning him to a wall. It just happens to be, like, a uh, vertical fence. And so they're trying to throw the handcuffs on him and tie him to this gate and, I guess, go call for backup or whatever. When suddenly uh, a, a character, Foxy, comes running down. She's shrieking out. She yeah. needs. They're still, like, they're in disguise, but it's, like, falling off him and everything. Right. And she's like, Starsky, Hutch. How did she, how did she know? Because everybody knows Starsky and Hutch. They're, Smell like what, dog? They're, they're protectors <laughs> of the people. And that's later. <laughs> yes, it's a young black woman named Foxy Baker. But, of course, she's got to be named Foxy Baker. It's the 70s. And the white guy who wrote this is like, what's a good name he for He went outside the, the Jackson box, at least. So Looks we'll... out in the marquee. Foxy Brown's playing. Foxy Baker. Yeah, there we go. Just switch it a little bit. So, And she's like. Guys, I don't give a shit what you're doing. I need help. My son, Walter, my son, my husband, <laughs> Walter Teeth, is missing. <laughs> and he's like, you mean that buck tooth motherfucker? Yeah, that's my husband. He used to work at this uh, lot of laundry here because he worked at a laundromat, too. Yeah. You see, I thought they were robbing laundromats. Is this the laundry district? I don't know. Does L.A. have that? Apparently. I, I think so. And she's like, yeah, I haven't seen him in three days. I'm worried about him. Well, we're a little busy here. So what I'll tell Still you. Still struggling with this guy. I'll, I'll tell you what. Go down to the pits. Look for a Huggy and Turketon. Turkettes. Turkettes. I, I'm going to I love how you know his first name and his middle initial, and you can't get his last fucking name. David it's a. David A. When I say David Turquettes. A., I always remember Turkette, but only with David A. Do it's like I James E. Cornette. Yeah, I James E. Cornette, David A. Turkette. And so, yeah, so he's like, yeah, they, they just opened a PI business, literally just this episode, because we've never heard of Tuggy doing any PI work in the previous episodes or anyone's He's after already this. running a bar, so now he's going to do PI on the side. I guess bar work doesn't pay off these days. Did we mention this is a, this is a backdoor spinoff? Yes. Oh, man. They're trying so hard to push this new cop. Didn't you say in the 70s this was a diamond dozen, dime a dozen type of show with yeah, buddy just, cops? Yeah, just a regular cop. So, yeah. yeah. So they thought. Well, why not another? Yeah, the market's already saturated. Why not just toss one? Well, yeah. Right I mean, well, it worked with All in the Family. I don't know how many spinoffs came off of that show. Right. So they're like, hey, let's jump on this bandwagon. Uh, Huggy and the Turkey. I wouldn't be surprised if they got one season of 59 episodes. It, it could have, but like we said, this is the lowest rated Starsky and Hutch episode of all time. So we open up into the pits, the the bar saloon that they hang out Four in. Whorehouse. I don't know what was going There's on. There's a lot going on. There's a guy playing ragtime like piano. There was old madam that was there. There was the old madam running it. Yeah. It was very interesting, very strange bar. 
And we got our boys. They're just playing, uh, playing some darts, not pool, like we've been no. seeing all week long or all they're month mixing long. Mixing it up. Yep, got some darts going on here. And Huggy is giving some shit to Turk because he's throwing darts right now. And so he's calling him, what, a redneck clog kicker? Yeah, because this is network TV. You can't say redneck shit kicker, obviously. Oh, okay. So he's a redneck clog kicker. Okay. And Huggy is watching as his chances of winning this cricket match are just going down the drain. Because it turns out Turkey— Do people call a dart match a cricket match? That's a game. Of darts is cricket. When I hear cricket, I think of a cricket. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, it's a game. Cricket. It's a wonderful game. So he's realizing that his chances of winning this game are just going down the drain. And we've seen this before, Marble Man. You know, my father told me before he left this shitty earth, he can lead a horse to water, but a jackass finds his own way. And he's just draining the draining those shots is what I was about to say. He's hitting the dart. But anywhere he needs the dart to go, he's hitting it. And as we're pondering that nonsense he just said, thankfully Foxy comes in with fresh two $100 bills in her hand. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they just zero in on that. They're like, I don't care what the fuck she wants. I want that 200 bucks. Yeah. They're, they're, they're struggling. They're trying to get a business off the ground. They need the money, A, and they need the credentials. They need to uh, get her to send out a good word, you know, go on to Google reviews, Yelp, you know, spread the word. So she's like, look, Sarsky and Hutch sent me. They say you're the best. My husband Walter Teeth is missing. Here's a picture of him. <laughs> Huggy's like Walter Teeth. Everybody knows Walter Teeth, and they show us that picture just so the audience can learn about Walter Teeth. He's, yeah, that fool looks like a black bug's bunny. <laughs> and they're like, "All right, well, tell us what's going on." She's like, "I don't fucking know anything. All I know is he's been gone for three days. I'm worried about him. Can you help me? Well, like, we can help ourselves to that two hundred dollars because Turkey's like, I don't think this is a good thing. He's like. The fucker, two hundred dollars, and it seems like Huggy thinks he's getting away with something because he just starts shooing her out the door. Like, yep, great, we got it. Go, bye, see ya, see ya. Turkey, on the other hand, what are you doing? We got no leads here. We got nothing to go with. We got two hundred dollars. Okay, how does that help us solve the case? Well, I happen to know that Walter Teeth is a really superstitious motherfucker. And when he wants to get a line on the horse races or the, uh, the, and, you know, anything like sporting events, he goes to the psychic, Mrs. Blind Bessie. Oh. And she tells him what he should he should uh, bet on. Well, let's go. So that's a lead. That's a lead, yeah. But here's the thing, Turkey. What's the thing? Blind Bessie hates honkies. You're going to have to pretend you're black. Can you do that? Uh, I'll wait outside. No, you cannot do that. <laughs> For some reason, he couldn't do that. I don't know <laughs> I don't, why. I don't know why. So they drive up to Blind Besties. They're hanging. They're they got their little Cadillac Coupe de Ville. It's broken down. They're hanging Burning out. oil, shooting out smoke rings. I'm feeling so bad for the actor playing Turkey because I can tell he's like, I don't want to say these lines because he's like, I'm telling you, I can't do it, Huggy. I can't sound black. And just to rub it in his face, Huggy starts quoting out some Hamlet for him. Was well, like, can you sound white? He's like, yes, I can. Yeah, because Turk dares him. Yeah, and he just starts belting off that Hamlet. And uh, Turkey's just like, if I close my eyes, I would have been convinced. I thought you were a thespian. I would have thought you were John DeHart. I mean, listen, John to DeHart. That. Yeah, on stage in the middle of Scotland, amongst all the white people. I I can't believe it. And he's like, I guess I'll try. And he's like, Ugh, I apologize for this. Well, when the Cadillacs come in, <laughs> apparently black people say that a lot. When the Cadillacs 
come in. And and Huggy's like, brilliant! Of course, he knows. He's like, he's just giggling because he wants fucking Blind Bessie to kick his yeah. ass. And he's like, but here's also, I think soul food is shit. <laughs> I'm not eating any of that fucking swill. And they can already smell it coming out of the house. So he's just like, I can't do it. I'll vomit. I had Vinny's earlier. <laughs> he's just like, I'll take the lead. You just stay as little as possible. So they go up to Blind Bessie, walk up there, and it's played by the lovable Aunt Esther from Sanford and Son. Bessie nice. is. And she's like, you suckers. What you, you know, doing her like Aunt Esther routine. Yep. Huggy tries to do all the talking. He's trying to let uh, Turkey just kind of be a fly on the wall. But she recognizes that two people are in the house. And she still has, is that some wet dog out there? Ooh. And we all know that's how white people smell like wet dog. We all of know course. that. Of course. And she says, let your, let your pup over here speak up. What's he got to say? And, and the all, only all line he can say is, when the Cadillacs come in. And, she, and she's her, like, all right, then you're okay. Yeah. You're okay. She gets kind of like a sour, confused look on her That's face. That's one simple brother you got with me. Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah. He, he passes. Calls him simple. And she's like, why don't you guys go get a seat? And they go to sit down at the little kitchen nook there. And she's like, in the dining room. Like civilized people. The fuck's wrong with you? God damn. And, of course, she's she's getting ready to serve up and that Turkey's soul food. Turkey's like, okay, I can't eat this shit. It's garbage. Mm. Humans shouldn't be. Pigs wouldn't eat this shit. Ugh. Really late. It's like, come on, man. Calm down. Calm you know. down, Turk. So she's getting ready to pop some on his plate and everything. There's a nice zoom in on the camera like, yeah, it's just like rice and beans. Nothing crazy. <laughs> well, if you're as white as turkey is. Yeah, is. A turkey. He's as white as the turkey meat that he eats. He eats white bread. With no sesame seeds on it. If there is a sesame seed, oh my god. So we're getting ready to get this slap down, and Huggy just keeps pressing with the questions. And he learns that uh, Walter Teeth was going over to his uh, Dr. Rafferty looking for a nice yeah. passport to... Well, he's a dentist who does fake uh, passports and IDs and whatnot on the side. Of course. As dentists do. That's where I get all my passports from. And they're like, wow, Great, we got a lead now. We'll go check out Dr. Rafferty. They didn't even do this until like the end of the yeah, episode. Yeah, I know. When they were all out of ideas, they're like, oh yeah, maybe that lead? Well, when people are threatening your lives, you kind of forget this shit. Oh, that's a good point. I forgot about that. But but not, but not before she uh, before they leave, Bessie just lets them know, hey, I know when the new Kalex are coming in. When I put my foot up your ass, honky. And he's like, and he's like how did you know? How did you know? It was flawless. She's like, <laughs> shit, I can hear him fucking fly fuck and like oh bessie and they just take off so they hop in their car and they're talking over and like dr rafferty he's over on sixth street of course they're getting ready to drive out when a car pulls up in front of them guys we need to talk to you and so uh, huggy's driving he's like i know just how to evade this or was it turk driving either way no what happens is they first get accosted by milo and sugar oh shit that's right I skipped right over this right. part. So Milo is Samoan. Why do I know he's Samoan? Because he says, brother. And he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. And did you, I don't know, you, I'm sure you didn't, but Sugar is played by a familiar person. Or you might know his son. Because the actor who played Sugar is an actor named Blackie Dammit, the father of Anthony Kiedis from really? the Red Hot Chili Peppers. No way. I thought he looked kind of familiar. He was also in a shitty show, Kazugi movie, I'm sure we'll be doing in the future. 
And so, yeah, they're looking for Walter T, too. We don't know why, but they're like, where the fuck is Walter T? And they're like, we don't fucking know. And then I then I guess I don't know how they get away from Milo and Sugar. They let them go. They're just saying, well, stop looking for them, because if uh, if we find you on this trail again, we're going to kill you because they pulled a gun on them. And so they're just like, fuck it. We already got the two hundred dollars. We'll give her the information. We'll call it a day and keep the two hundred. Right. I think that's how it work out. Right. So they're they're talking over how to make sure they keep the two hundred dollars and everything. They hop in their car and like I, so Bully jumped ahead to claim this car comes in front of them and they want to talk to them too. Right. And uh, these look familiar. These I think were the goons the Tursky and Hutch were fucking with at the beginning of the episode. Exactly, it was. And they very slowly back up and then just slowly drive around them. Yeah, they drive onto the sidewalk to get away from them, but. Uh, maybe it's just that car is a piece of shit. Or well, it is smoking and shit. Yeah. So they get around the well, corner. Well, that was the thing, because like, Huggy's like, can you go any faster? He's like, I'm flooring. They're going like 35 miles an hour. Yeah. And they get, they get, you know. They, they round that corner, and then they get stalled out. So they get they get captured. Captured. They get taken in, escorted by these uh, goons, and they're going to meet. Well, I'm just going to call what it, well, how's I seize it, Murray? This is Frank Booth. Looked like that to me, but he's he's known as Bad Dad Watson on the streets of Bay City. Cause remember, it's not L.A., it's Bay City. Oh, right, right, Bay City. And, yeah, we're calling him Frank Booth because he's just huffing that nitrous like a motherfucker. He's got that mask on. Pretty, pretty. He's, like, rubbing lipstick on a dude's face. He's, Insane. He's, going, he's got fucking pet blue ribbon from all, all over the place. Just crush cans everywhere. I saw someone try to open one of them. He's like, is that my... Is that my Pabst Blue Ribbon? You don't drink Dean Stockwell's in the background just lip-syncing away to some Roy Orbison. It's very freaky. There's a fucking ear just laying there. I don't get it. What's the ear? Yeah. Questions. Questions on questions. I don't know how this show didn't get picked up. And he's like, look, my laundromat got robbed the other day. I know Sugar, Milo, and Walter T were involved in it. He's not saying this. His son, Sonny, who we saw earlier, is yes. saying it. Again, Frank Booth is just huffing. Big Dad, he's just huffing on the auction. So Sonny's saying all this for us. And word on the street is Walt ripped off Milo and Sugar. That's what they're looking for him. My goodness. We're crossing a lot of wires. We're making this really convoluted for some reason. And he's like, find that Walter Teeth motherfucker and get him to me. I know you're looking for him. When you find him, you bring him to me, not to his wife. And, of course, as we uh, (laughs) kind of get into on Wednesday's episode – he knows that he's going to find him because Huggy is a black, and he needs him to find a black guy. Right. They have, like, a kind of a radar system. Yeah, it's like uh, dolphins have echolocation. You know, it's something similar. He's like, you're all cousins. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So Huff that's, away that's at that That's what he said. I didn't say that. Yeah. It's the racism that makes me choke up. <laughs> it's not you. It's not you. All right, so Huggy and Turk, they're, they're going to head out. And they're ready to just leave town. They're like, "Fuck it, right. we're gonna keep the two hundred dollars. We're gonna go spend it on $200 vacation." Two hundred dollars and seventy-seven is about hundred grand. Hundred grand. So they they can chill out for. They're a while. They're gonna go down to Cancun and let this whole thing uh, breeze over, just like the whole Texas situation. They're just gonna go to Cancun and ride it out. And while they're talking, uh, Huggy's nephew Leotis shows up, who uh, was the black guy on Bellstar Galactica. I remember that huge motherfucker. He yeah, he's ripped. and he's carrying a water heater. Why would he be carrying a water heater? Well, Griff, it's because Turkey asked him to get him a heater, which on the street is another name for a gun. Oh, so but this is took, a this is a joke. He took it literally, yes. Okay. 
And they're like, oh, Cleotis, I wanted a gun. Well, you said a heater, and here's a heater. Oh, man. But here's the thing. He realizes he's peppering him a little hard. Turkey is giving him well, a lot of shit. We're thinking this guy's mentally disabled. Yes. But he's not. No. Because he, a Turkey goes over, he throws, a, he throws an arm around his shoulder, and he's just like, look, I know you're an idiot. You're completely obtuse. You don't get any kind of fucking, like, wordplay, anything like that. But, hey, what's 7,000 times 1844? Well, sir, it's uh, 16,675. I nailed it. And he's just like, that's right. And they just start throwing numbers at yeah, him. Yeah, he's a rain man, people. He's a rain man. It's amazing. And as they're marveling at that, Foxy shows up. Right and she's too. like, look, I'm sorry about getting you involved. with." I fun. didn't mean to withhold information. It was just, you know, I, I, I didn't know what to do. I was scared. I was scared. All right? I was scared. But here's the thing. I know where Walt is. He's scared. He's hiding out. He wants to negotiate, get the money back. To uh, Bad Dad Watson. Yeah, we'll just work out a deal. You guys go down, you talk to him, you get the money, and exchange it with Bad Dad Watson. No big deal. Give him a Pat's Blue Ribbon, And they're like, too. we ain't doing shit. Fuck that. We almost got killed today. Well, didn't you hear that uh, Watson's got a finder's fee? 10%. And they're like, holy shit, that's... They, they ask, Leotis, what is that? 25 grand. Oh, which boy. is inflation, $10 million. $10 million. So, where where is he? We'll go talk to him right now. Well, he's down at the fun house. Of course, fun house at the abandoned amusement park. We're getting very Scooby Doo right now. It is very Scooby Doo, and it gets even more Scooby Doo in a minute here. So Milo and Sugar are actually outside waiting for them, and they uh, see them because they're parked just down at the corner. Yeah, everybody just parks right in front of their building where they can see them. Yeah, because they do it later too. Yeah, that's right, they do. And so they're like, shit, what are we going to do? And much like uh, Scooby-Doo, they have a mystery machine. they got a van. They do, yeah. Milo and Sugar, that is. Yeah. So Huggy and Turkey, they work out a plan with Leotis. They hop in their car, and they're like, okay, Leotis. <laughs> love, he's like, Leotis, you know the thing we do. Yep. This is a brilliant plan, guys. This Dude, is brilliant. Dude, I can't imagine how many people they got murdered with this plan because <laughs> uh, here comes the plan. So Leotis has gone. They, they are facing eastward. They're going to go east and then turn right to go north. And Leotis is on the northbound road. So he's waiting over. They honk to him three times or whatever the cue is, or they whistle or something, and then they take off. So Milo Milo and Sugar take off after them, except when they round the corner, Leotis, the fucking just brute of a man, picks up a park bench, which apparently is 195 pounds, and chucks it into the van windshield. Yeah, great plan. How does this not murder them? Uh, I guess they ducked. Maybe they they they, they know they was, hey that's Leotis. We know what he does, and then they ducked in time. I don't know. It's amazing. So they uh, Milo and Sugar just like end up crashing. We assume they're dead. I assume they're dead for sure. So Huggy and Turkey they show up at the fun house and they're like walking in and it's it's abandoned so it's all dark. You can't Mirrors, really see smoke. The smoke machines still work though. No, the there's the strobe lights of course still work as well. So they're they're getting haunted, but. They got Scoopy snacks on deck, so it's okay. Right. And then they see somebody down the hallway, and they, and they go, hey, that's Walter T. He's got his hat. We all know his hat. And his teeth. They and flash the teeth. teeth, and it's just, whoo. And then Walter T starts opening fire on fucking Huggy and Turkey. I was so confused because, and this is a thing throughout the episode, the gunfire noise in this is very drowned out. Very awful, yeah. Yeah, it, do, it does not ring as a gun at all, but it's supposed to be a gun. 
And we're like, what the fuck? Why is Walter T shooting him? Well, it's because she's not Walter T, people. It's Foxy disguised as Walter Teeth, and she's working with Sonny, the son of Bad Dad Watson. What the motherfuck? Huggy and Turk, they they don't know how to follow this person. They just got shot at, so they actually exit back out the front door, and they're going to go back to the car and think this one over. Milo and Sugar are right there waiting for them. How do they even get there? I don't know. And wasn't there like windshield fixed? It was weird. Did they have the van again? I don't know. They just showed up. Maybe they took the bus. I don't know. They might have. But they got their heaters. And I'm not talking <laughs> about the water kind. <laughs> and so they're like, they're getting ready to kill Huggy and Turkey. They're like, right, start moving. Yep. They march them over. I thought they were going to like tie them up to some kind of abandoned, you know, uh, a f- festival ride, amusement ride or something. So this is the old, I think Tango and Cash also used this. Tango and Cash used this as well, yeah. Where you pretend you're fighting to distract your captors. Yeah, and of course, they're just like, let's just watch this shit. This is good. So Huggy and Turkey start like fighting and shit, and just with the... Just when the guys get distracted, yoink! They grab the gun from Sugar. Yeah. Well, the uh, just like a cartoon, the like fight cloud started building up, bigger and bigger and bigger, and they just say, really get so close, they snatched the gun away, and uh, yeah, they turned the tables. Now they got they got Milo and Sugar, and they put them in like some kind of big cage. It's kind of like one of those like gondola type things, like on the wires. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of amusement park ride, but yeah, they're in like a cage. And they're asking, you know, what do they know about this shit? And they reveal that they were working with Walter T. And that he, Foxy is actually the oh, master. Well, yeah, they were that too. Yeah. But they're like, look, Walter T fucked us over. We He snuck us in like a laundry basket, like one of those like big ones. And then he locked us in it when we, we got the money. Oh. Then we, we got back in the laundry basket. He pulled us out. And he locked us in it. I don't know how he got the money. I guess right. he said, give me the money. I don't know. I, I, how I understood it was he was actually, because he operates a laundromat, they brought in the sheets that had the money in it, and he took the money and ran. That's fine with me. All right. Makes more sense. And so, yeah, but there's the thing. Foxy, she's a mastermind, like you just said. And they're like, what? Cut to a commercial, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, definitely a commercial break time. And so, uh, yeah, we get this next shot. This is the best part of the whole episode. This I is, was, yeah. this was, you know, there's, I think there was a, no, there's a movie we did recently where we were like, I want to know what that character is doing. Yeah. I want to follow that minor character. And, and like, I don't care about the main story. We do that. I feel like we find someone in almost every movie where <laughs> like this movie should have been about them. Every Steve James movie <laughs> should have been about Steve James instead of right. duty cough. And when I saw this scene, I'm like, God damn, I want to know what's going on with this world that they're in. Of course, I'm talking about the stars of the show. I think this is how this episode got downrated so hard. For me, this makes it like an eight. Easy, eight out of ten stars. Because this scene is just bursting at the scenes with charisma, energy, excitement, everything I want. It's Starsky and Hutch. We we learned at the beginning of the episode they've been going undercover to stop this protection racket. Right. So not only do they run... uh, take money from the uh, laundry laundry people of, of Bay City. Also, the salons, hair salons, the Mr. Jonathan. Starsky and Hutch are undercover Mr. Jonathan's, basically. Yeah. He has, he has uh, another store in Bay City, not yep. only L.A. And so, <laughs> you want to explain what they're looking like? All right, I can I can remember what Hutch is wearing. Let's try to work on Starsky together. Okay. I, must, I remember. Okay, I'll, do, I'll do Starsky, you do Hutch. Okay, 
Ooh, my boy Hutch. So he's got that beautiful hair. He's got it kind of tussled up because he's got to look like he's a hairdresser. Right. Yeah, a little... well, they're they're playing up the gay hairdresser kind yeah. of thing. They went over. They talked to Artie and uh, Franklin. Richard. Richard. Oh, yes, uh, thank you. I went racist with that one. <laughs> black people just always have black, uh, Frank as a name in these old movies. Oh boy, Griff, come on. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, Richard. Uh, but yeah, they're they're trying to play up the gay angle and everything. They went over. They conversed with them. And they said, "I got the outfits for you, Hutch, my boy, Hutch." God, where do I find these <laughs> pink overalls? I thought they were more like a peach colored peach overalls. overalls. Yeah. I'll give you peach. Yeah. yeah. I don't even remember what what was the shirt? Was it, it white? No, it was like it's this weird kind of brown. Like, was it brown? I, it was it was kind of, yeah, it was weird. It was very piratey almost. It was very bag billowy. Billowy, yeah. And then he's got <laughs> I've never seen this again. Heart shaped glasses you see every day. That's what I thought until Griff pointed out and I was like, God damn, you're right. They are apple shaped lenses. <laughs> yeah. They've got little leaves and the core sticking out and then they're apple shaped. Stem sticking out. Or yeah. stem, excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. Just fascinating. And he he's got a, like a fat lady in front of him, and there's a picture of Fair Fawcett. She wants that perfect feathered hair that Farrah had back he's then, which not, is super hot in seventy seven. He's not doing a very good job of it. No, he's hating the job. Yeah. Meanwhile, our boy Starsky is loving the job. I'll point out comb behind the ear, comb in the mouth, scissors. He, he's constantly making these uh, eyebrows, arcing an eyebrow, one eye, one eye. Oh, so our boy, so you know, Starsky's proud of his hairy chest, so he's always got to have that shit like two buttons at oh most. My God, yeah, it's From a the blue. Crotch. It's either tiger stripe or zebra stripe. Shirt. I went for like Zubaz. I, I saw Zubaz in this shit. It was like an animal print. I'm gonna go tiger stripe, and but it's blue and black stripes. Yes. I don't know what his pants were. We couldn't see because he's like behind a woman. But yeah. he's he's just teasing this woman's hair. He's loving it. He's just enjoying. He's embracing. He's embracing something new. He's like tired of the old cop shit. We you know? we breached this uh, earlier. You would be better undercover, right? You know because you can do voices. You can get into it, right? I would have been nervous as hell. I'd be like, I can't cut this well, woman's yeah, hair. But if you had those fucking glasses, I think you could do it. If I had those glasses, I could see my confidence going up <laughs> 10, 12 levels. Right. I'm already at a two, so that put me at like a ten, 12 or 14. That's good shit. And we, we know I love that fucking trashy big 80s hair. That's what he was giving the girl. He was just teasing the shit up. So, yeah, they're just loving it. And, like, Hutch is like, Huggy, we're undercover. I don't have time for this shit. And they're, they're like, what? What the fuck? We need your help. No, help's not available, guys. So Huggy and Turk, they, they, they talk it out. They get back in the car, and they're just kind of thinking things over. And then they realize, we got this lead way earlier in the episode. Why don't we go go over and talk to Dof- Dr. Rafferty, the old DDS, Dr. Rafferty? So they show up, and look, this is— they got to always do this in a Starsky and Hutch episode. They always, they always have to have a woman to thirst over. Right. There's a hot chick. She's like the nurse, and she's got the sexy nurse outfit. And, like— I, this was very weird for me because a lot of people say like NYPD Blue was the first cop show that really was really racy and kind of pushing the boundaries. But I don't know how the hell this we're going to play a little bit of this scene because I don't know how the hell it made it past network censors because it gets very graphic and very sexual. But the nurse is really her and Turk are vibing big time. And we're just going to play a little bit of that scene for you right now. Thanks, nurse. Do you like what you see? I love what I see. Would you like to touch what you see? Yes. Yes, I would. 
Would you like to go out with me? Uh-huh. Yes, I would. Would you like to fuck me? Bingo. Oh, man, that is hot. Griff, how the fuck nasty. did that get on national TV in 1977? This is why know. it's got a low rating. People were just like, my so kids offended. saw this. My kids saw this. Now he's running around. I, but I think this probably paved the way for that Playboy special. Because people like were like, it's not so bad. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a yeah. lot of the mature audience was like, this is how adults talk. Yeah, I would like some more of that, please. <laughs> this is very a very mature conversation. Yeah. I've had I don't know how many times I've had the same conversation with women before. Yes, I write you know. into the Playboy magazine all the time telling me about these very, very casual sexual encounters I have at my de- dentist's office. It happens all the time. All the time. I can't go to my dentist's office without somebody. Read about hit. it the next time you find some uh, woods porn. That's why that's there. why the DDS chair is so awkward because it makes your dick kind of jut out, your hips jut out. I, I can't I can't keep them off of me, Murray. All those dentist ladies that have to Hygienist. get get an eye get get an eye for the griff dick. Well, good. We're not going to talk about her anymore because <laughs> she disappears. She takes him into the office. We see Mr. Rafferty. And they're like, hey, Walter T., you seen him? What's going on? He's not willing to talk, but they just kind of force his shoulders, force him to sit in his chair, and they shine that light on him like they're interrogating him. This is all working out really well. Right, and then I think Huggy or Turk starts going through one of his drawers, and he sees all these passports. He pulls a grip. He starts just rifling right, through his right. shit. That's what he couldn't help himself. He's like, we're like old friends, right? <laughs> yeah, I consider you guys friends. Good, I'm going through your shit. And they find all the passports, and they're, they're and they go. This is one to Brazil, and look whose pictures in it. I noticed those big ass black Bugs Bunny teeth of ever. <laughs> it's Walter T, and he's like, "Yeah, he came in here. He's terrified of his wife. He's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I'm terrified of her too. She's coming over. She's constantly trying to hit on my nerves. Pick her up, take her away. I have that woman out there to attract you guys, not to not to get women involved. Not into what? the gays." He's very homophobic. <laughs> but then why does he want to draw guys into his office? He, wa- he wants the nurse to draw the guys in. Right. That's well, part of his business oh. is he uses the nurse to get the guys in. They keep coming back because they want to hang out with the nurse who they think is flirting with them. Oh, okay. You got to think of this like Seinfeld, you know? Okay. That's a whole Seinfeld joke. Ruse. Well, that's too much for me or Huggy to Turk to think about. So they have to go back to the office to plan their next move. Right. And they're just Turk... Pumping about 15 pounds of fucking iron. He's no Huggy. Or no uh, uh, Huck. I said at some Huck. point I'm going to fuck up their name, and that's why I have it written out, and I still fucked it up. I still fucked well, it Well, I mean, up. the show's only named after them. I guess, of course. Yeah. So still it's, fucked it's, it up. It's easy to forget. Still fucked it up. The, fr- the Franz? Is that the name of the guy on Happy Days? The Franz? No, anyway. <laughs> that one's embedded in my brain. Anyway, so they're just thinking their their gears are turning. They hear this noise. It's like where, where, where would he be hiding? And how do we keep away from Shiloh, Shiloh and Huggy? God, what are these names? Sugar, Sugar and, and Milo. Milo. Oh my, my Griff, my brain. So, so as they're thinking over, where would he hide? Where would he hide? They're like, there is a noise in our bathroom. One, two, three. Open the door. There he is, tied up. Tied up. Tea. You notice you can see those big ass Bugs Bunny teeth from here. <laughs> and he, oh my God, I hated this actor. He was just hamming it up. Yeah. He's like, oh man, they're going to kill us. They're going to kill us. They're going to kill us. Commercial break. 
So we come back to, and Turk's just like, I have no idea what we do. We're out of our element here. We're we're in deep water now, and I can't swim. I'm calling up Jonathan's again. I'm going to see if uh, Huggy, uh, Starsky and Hutch. Hutch are there. And, of course, they're not there, so they leave a very urgent message. Well, they're probably banging some chicks because Starsky was like, the reason he was enjoying his job is he's like, I got two honeys like set up coming in later. Yeah. So Starsky's making fucking lemonade I'm gonna take out of lemons. I'm going to take him to Mr. Jonathan's back office. Exactly. Starsky yeah. knows where it's at. Like you yeah. said, he embraces it. They asked me for the deep shampoo. And you know what that means? Yeah, that's, they're talking about me fucking them. Deep shampoo. I'm going to have to remember that. Deep shampoo? Deep shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that means? Well, they, like, get their, they get their... I'm thinking deep shampoo. I'm thinking like carpet. They get carpet. Your shampoo, your carpet. Well, you could say that because of the pubic hair down below and the facials. You get your face down there. So, wait. So, deep shampoo is it's supposed uh, to, a euphemism it, for oral sex? It's supposed to be hands deep in your hair. Deep shampoo. And you got to do that privately because there's an experience. So, do people normally not... To their scalp, they just do the outside. Well, yeah, when you're doing it, I don't have the, any hair. I when mean, you do so it, 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 that's your problem here. You're gonna have a problem with this. Yeah. You're gonna have to wear a wig. In. <laughs> but you, as we discussed earlier, you can pull a woman really well. Yeah. So yeah, it's supposed to be. You have that long hair. You can't do that in the front because of how orgasmic of an experience that yeah. uh, that is. So that's why you have to go in the back room. That's yeah. that's the whole reason for the back room, Murray. <laughs> that's like when you're getting your ass tattooed. They don't do it in the front. They do it in the back. Literally. Literally. <laughs> so you're telling me you have a tattoo on your ass. Is that what you're saying? No. Okay, well, you know a lot about ass tattoos. Well, I've been into a lot of tattoo shops. And everyone's getting an ass tattoo while you're there? Yeah. There's okay. always there's always like a private. Well, there's usually a private oh, one. I've been in a couple tattoo products myself. I've never seen anyone get an ass tattoo. I, I'm not hanging out in the right ones. Right. Okay. But I'm just saying, there's usually like a private not one. Not a tramp stamp, an ass tat. I've known a couple people with ass tat. What, what is it? What do they have? Uh, my friend lost, well, my girlfriend at the time, she lost a bed or whatever. She just decided to get it, but she had uh, somebody's lip print. They, like, kissed a napkin. Oh, my God. And it was that person's lip print, so and then crazy. it was, like, production crew or something. So trashy. Yeah. All right. So... Where are we at? So Walter's <laughs> annoying the shit out of me. We find out that Foxy planted him here, was going to leave him here for, and she was going to tell uh, Dad's group Dad's group that the money is here. They were going to show up. They were going to kill you guys and Walter. Yep. And, she, and just as they said, luck would have it, they look out the window because nobody, like, you know, they park Dis- right in front of the discreet, window. Discretion is not a thing in this episode. It's fucking Dad Watson's uh, crew. Yep. So they're walking up. This is a, as they're walking. They're like, "Fuck, we got to get out of here." They go out. They bump into Leotis. Yep. He's got a pizza pie straight from Vinny's. He's like, "Hey, man, I thought you guys would like some Vinny's." After I fucked everything up earlier, I just wanted to apologize with a nice pizza. Put some smiles on your faces. I'm so excited, guys. Let's dig it, Leo. We got a situation outside. Can you get that? Can you get that heater? Uh, sure, I'll go get the heater. So they run out, and they're in the they're they're on the like the third floor or whatever. So he gets the water heater, and he Donkey Kongs it. He throws it <laughs> down the stairs at them. It fu- Have you lifted a water heater? Sure. They're over 100 pounds, and he has just thrown it down two stories, and it, it squarely connects with this man's face and neck. So he's dead. <laughs> 
Whatever. They were going to kill them. So I know. I'm them. just saying. Yeah. That guy's murdered. All right? <laughs> all right? So a show where they've already had a woman hitting on somebody, <laughs> and now they have a fucking... As I said, it was very... They were, they were going for some mature content there. The world just wasn't ready for mature content. This, yeah, this is why it didn't get picked up, people. Yeah. We just figured it out, because you people are too fucking immature. Exactly. <laughs> like, did I do good, Uncle? Well, you murdered the motherfucker. They yeah. did good. But how are we going to get out? You just you destroyed the stairs. We can't even fucking go down the stairs. How did now. you even get by them? Well, I took my shortcut. What do you mean your shortcut? Well, across the roof. I just go across the... I come up the other building, <laughs> across, and then Is that down a shortcut? this... shortcut? <laughs> <laughs> it's a short... It's a long cut by a shortcut. Maybe it's like their building faces north. And the pizza place faces south, so he goes in south, up, and over instead of going around the whole block. Oh, sounds convoluted. It is. But very... we, we proven he's not. He's bright, but not bright. Exactly. He, this is autistic shortcut. So we're going on the rooftops. We're going across a shortcut. It's a fucking I beam across a twenty foot. Yeah, gap. Why this would be here, I don't know. No idea. Of course, when they do the side shot, it do, it does look like a single I beam, which would be frightening because those are what probably like. Six or eight inches wide. Something like that. This is like a f- quadruple <laughs> I-beam, so it's it's like at least over a foot and a half wide. Still yeah. scary as shit, yeah. but a little less scary. So goons are hot on their heels. They're coming up, and everybody's freaking out about, except for Leotis, about having to go across the uh, the I-beam. But after the goons come running out, guns ablazing, they're like, fuck it, let's go. Get over. They hide behind like a duct or something, a wall. They hide, uh, behind, they hide behind an air conditioner like Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man. Because we know those are bulletproof. Yes, of course. And he's like, Turkey's like, shit, I wish I had a heater. I got a heater. And then Leotis pulls a gun out of his fucking pants. Yeah. And he's like, oh, fuck yeah, man. I felt so bad about not having that gun. I went over and picked you guys up a pizza. And then I went down to the pawn shop and bought a gun, too. It's got somebody else's prints on it, too. <laughs> It's even better, yeah, right? Ground off the serial numbers. It's great. You can kill anybody you want with this. And and Turkey's so happy, he just starts shooting fucking uh, training undergarments off the fucking clothesline. To prove to all the guys out there that they had a gun. And what a dead shot he is, too. Yeah. Unfortunately, he shot all the bullets off. And we even see him say, guys, it looks like what we have here is an old Texas... No, it was a Mexican standoff. Mexican standoff. And he's realizing he's out of bullets, and then I think someone pipes. Sonny was up there on the rooftop, too. And Sonny goes, guys, you're out of bullets. Come on, let's finish this. And we hear downstairs, like down at street level. See that sweet Fort Torino pull up. We know it's Starsky and Hutch. They're back in their old fucking cool guy clothes. Yep. And they happened to spot them when they were crossing one of the I-beams, so they're fucking hurrying up the stairs. They're trying to get to that roof as fast as they can. But uh, all of our goons are descending. They're, they're just closing in on um, Turk, Turk, Turk and Huggy and crew, and it, it just looks like they're about to be dead. But No spinoff. As expected, Starsky and Hutch bust open the door. Freeze, assholes! And they just, you know, unload. No, they don't, they don't shoot anybody. They, they don't. They, they give up because they see, how can we fight Starsky and Hutch? Look exactly. at that chest hair. I can't cope Look with that. Look at that chest hair. Look, he did that fucking barrel roll right there. Oh, my they, God. They love doing that. Can you do that again and we'll just call this even, right? And Sonny's like, damn it, my daddy's going to kick my ass because he knows the jig is up. Jig is up. So we cut back to the police station. Hutch, of course, we learned... Starsky's not the smartest, you know, you know, whatever. Use your whatever. 
I'm as dumb as Starowski. So just whatever euphemism you want to use. Hutch has to always fill out the paperwork. Yes. We learned that on the last we episode. We learned that on the last episode. Uh, Starowski's just good for a fucking candy bar. And so he's like, well, that's all it is. And then uh, somebody walks in. Hey, we just heard we got we got uh, Foxy Baker at the airport. We got the money. Yep. Problem solved. Everything. Everything's really wrapping up nice and well. R- better than usual, in fact. And, and they're all celebrating. He's like, get us a cup of coffee for everybody. This is going to be great. We're going to celebrate. And then Huggy's talking big plans. He's like, now that we solved this case, I think we're going to go find someone. We're going to have a great reputation now, yeah. man. You know, next case we're going to do is like going to be like a $5,000 jewel heist or something. It's going to be great. It just so happens Rube comes knocking on the door. Hello, I uh, I have a $20 gold piece that goes for about $90,000, and it's gone missing. Just so need to talk to somebody. $373,000 by today's money. Nice. Okay, that's good. And he comes to sit down with Starsky and Hutch, and he's like, can you guys help me? Oh, no, who you're looking for, you go down the hall, you do a right, then you go up the stairs, down the elevator, cross the bridge, by the koi pond. Go over the eye bar. <laughs> what is – this is what I love about, like, old cop shows. Starsky and Hutch are all kinds of cops. Like, they do vice work. Yeah. They do drug work. They do homicide like, but now they're like, no, we're not, we're not like in a robbery, even though we, we just did a fucking robbery. We just finished. It was like, so I think Starsky's just trying to throw some, uh, some business their buddy's way. So they're basically lying. Had to be. Had to so be. So like, we know nothing about, even though it says like robbery division, like right in front of it. It does, yeah. And he's like, we don't know where that's at, uh, but these two gentlemen might be able to help the you. Guy, well, the guy's a total rube. So he heads out the door, and then Starsky and Hutch are like, man, I can't wait to sip some of this coffee with you guys. And Turk and Huggy are looking at each other like, we got to go get We got to go get That's a pigeon out there. We got to get him. And so they run out there, and they're like, sir, that was a right and that a left. But you know what? I think we can help. Why did they? I mean, I guess it's better this way. They show him a car, and they're like, we're going we're gonna to treat you just right, sir. Sir, what's the Aladdin song? Be your best. Serve your best. I'm your best. I forget what it's called. I don't know. I don't know about Disney. It's wonderful. It's a great ending to a spinoff that probably should have got at least 94 episodes. But it didn't. But, hey, life's unfair. Yeah. So you guys be the judge. Go listen, Go watch the episode. It's on IMDb for free. Is it the worst Starsky and Hutch episode? We, I didn't think it was that bad. I've only seen two. So I'm sure I saw some years ago. I just don't remember. Yeah. Not great. Not bad. Average sitcom. Just floats right there with all the other turds. And isn't that what we need right now? With this, I mean, this... Starsky and Hutch has been hitting that spot for me. Like everybody, I'm losing my mind because life sucks right now. So sometimes you need just that silliness of a Starsky and yeah. Hutch episode. It's stupid. You can just let your eyes roll back into your head, your brain turn off. It's, it's Much like our podcast. Just very much. turn your brain off, listen, enjoy. Just let the, 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 the sweet knowledge wash over you. Just like a deep shampoo into your, into your brain. If anything you've come away with from this episode, you all have learned what a deep shampoo Deep is shampoo. And where to get it in the back room. Yes. If they're acting confused when you ask for it, you got to lower your voice and add more ease to deep. Deep shampoo. And okay. That's it. a great black voice, Griff. Oh, thank you. And with that, we'll leave you until the next time. <laughs>